0: This is a My Left Foot production. This is NPR, not public radio. Hi, I'm Mark Lee and welcome to The Renal Connection. I have a passion for kidney disease. The Renal Connection is a spot to learn and connect with others who have been touched by renal disease, either personally or through a family member. You may be asking, Mark, why do you care and what makes you the expert on kidney disease? My answer is, I care because at the age of 42, I was diagnosed with end-stage renal failure. My kidneys only work at about 2% of a normal function. And I don't pretend to be an expert. I'm not a doctor. I'm a patient and I've had the privilege to serve as a patient advocate for Fresenius Kidney Care in Boise, Idaho where I advocate for my health and the others around me. I have spent a great deal of time educating myself on kidney disease and what to expect while I am dealing with it and I want to share that knowledge with you Join me and we will learn together everything we can about kidney disease and how we can gain the tools we need to make the best of things while we fight this. Hi, I'm Mark, and I try to be the best advocate that I can for myself and others with kidney disease. There are over 95,000 people on the UNOS transplant waiting list at this time. Let me say that again, 95,000. That's more than any other organ, and the United States represents more than half of those number of transplants needed in the world. We need help. I'm kidney failure myself, and I have found that there is a surprising lack of education about how to be the best advocate for yourself or what to expect when you're experiencing kidney failure. There are people out there who are good candidates for a kidney transplant, but are too anxious to get started on the testing or to get qualified because they just don't know what to expect. I've gone through it. I'll tell you what to expect. And spoiler alert, there's nothing to it. This podcast will give you a chance to interact with me on Facebook and also to build a network with others for support, to share your stories, and if nothing else, just to make friends. Could you imagine if someone found a potential match for a kidney transplant? And it worked out just because of this podcast. Don't keep this podcast to yourself either. Kidney disease is the sort of disease nobody really talks about. Sure, you've heard of heart disease or lung disease, but not really kidney disease. Those other diseases just have better PR guys, I think. Look at me, I'm a disease over here. Loud Our disease, that's right, embrace it. It's our disease. That's how we're going to beat it. It's quieter than those guys, but not any less deadly. We'd have to be on machines to live. It sounds very dramatic, but it's true. One of the best ways to get people to realize that there is a problem is to tell your story as a kidney patient or a family member who has been touched by kidney disease. So I'll start with my story and I'll let you know periodically where I am in my journey. I hope to hear from you on the Facebook page Look it up on The Renal Connection and on the Facebook group, The Renal Connection Community. You can also leave a voicemail for me at www.anchor.fm slash The Renal Connection. Feel free to leave me that message. And if you want me to put that, in, that, that message into my podcast, just say so. Or if you, Or rather, say that you don't want me to. And then I'll put it in. I've created those pages for us to learn from each other and to support each other. So without further ado, here's my story. This is my story. Let's take a trip in the Wayback Machine to 2016. I was seeing a doctor for my diabetes and I was trying to manage that. And he did some routine blood work. The next day he called me and said that I needed to go to the hospital right away. He said that my potassium levels were extremely low and I needed to go now. I talked to my father who was also a doctor in town and whose medical advice I respected a great deal. And he told me that the doctor was probably being a little on the heroic side and I really didn't need to go. Fast forward a couple of months, my father and I returned to that same doctor for a follow-up appointment, and I was feeling absolutely horrible. Straight from that appointment, we went straight to the hospital, and it was, that's where things started going downhill. The hospital did some tests, as they do, and then they found out that I was in kidney failure and needed dialysis right away. They sent me to a nephrologist. That nephrologist referred to me as a surgeon immediately to install a tube into my stomach, so that they could start fluid circulating through my abdomen in order to flush out the toxins with fluid. That process is called peritoneal dialysis. It can be done at home, but it comes with a ton of hassles. Shortly after I got settled with peritoneal dialysis, I started the qualification process to get on the UNOS transplant list. There were several tests in all total, it took about a year for me to get through with it all. At the end of it, they found I didn't qualify indeed. Even though it took such a long time, once they determined that I qualified, my wait time actually started when I started dialysis, which was about a year earlier. That's a good thing because with my blood type, it can take anywhere from three to five years. By the way, if you're trying to find a living donor, get your blood type out there as soon as possible. Mine is O positive. Over time, peritoneal dialysis was becoming less and less effective for me. Everything came to a head for me in December of 2018 when I was admitted to the hospital for an infection in my left foot. I had neuropathy in my feet from diabetes, and I likely stepped on an attack or something, and it caused an infection in that foot. The one, the wound nurse that was taking care of me saw it and said that I was likely going to have to lose that foot. The wound had opened all the way down to the bone. Bone and tendons were showing. For the next two and a half weeks, I was in the hospital, and in another month and a half, I was in a rehabilitation hospital. I'm sorry to say that I wasn't strong enough that I could just get up and walk. I was in a wheelchair for a long time. I just had lost too much strength in my legs. I was told in the rehab hospital to get used to the idea that I was going to have to be in that wheelchair till September of that year. I was devastated to hear that. And I told myself that that was not going to happen and that I had to get out of that sooner than that. And I did. I was out of there by mid June. And then I had started using a walker for about two months and then a cane. And by January 2020, I'm walking without any assistance at all, way ahead of predictions. I want to take a second to thank all the healthcare professionals that have helped me through this time uh, St. Luke's Hospital in Boise, Riverview Rehabilitation Hospital in Boise. St. Luke's and Hyperbarics Clinic, Boise and Meridian, St. Luke's Physical Therapy, specifically Brendan Rurick, Dr. Aaron Faraday at Boise Kidney and Hypertension, and last but certainly not least, the wonderful techs and nurses of Liberty Dialysis in Boise, Idaho. Without your help, I'm not sure if I could have gotten through this last year. You guys were not just hooking me up to machines, but you were also being really good friends, and I really needed that. Thank you, Dawn, Peachy, Misty, Brenda, Candace, Ivan, McKenna, Carlos, Amy, Stacy, Liz, the other Amy, Brad, and Carla, you've all been great to me, thank you. I need to thank my family and friends. It was a very tough year for us all. We lost my father, I was in the hospital. My son and my mom were amazing, but especially my wife. She had transformed a room downstairs so that I had a place to sleep while I was tied up in a wheelchair. I couldn't climb stairs to our master bedroom, so she made a place for me downstairs. Thank you, honey, and thank you, everybody else. I love you all. Back to my story. I was placed on hold from the transplant list for almost a year while I healed. During that year, I had to learn how to walk again, and I had to get used to another form of dialysis. This form is what most people think of when they think of dialysis. It's called hemodialysis. Blood is filtered through a machine and then returned to you. The process presents an entirely different set of problems. The most noticeable is that you are completely wiped out for the rest of the day. Good luck trying to get anything done. A nap is about all you have the energy for. Now I go to dialysis three times a week for four and a half hours each time. It's not what I would call fun, but it could be a lot worse. I could still feel like, still feel horrible. And I have been doing this now for over a year with hemodialysis. After a certain amount of time, you find ways of coping with the needles in your arm and other boredom. At least you can make it as comfortable as possible if you try. In September ish, someone came forward and wanted to be tested as a living donor for me. A wonderful 18-year-old girl said "I had her own motivations for being that selfless. She is currently being tested for me. The testing process can actually take anywhere from three to six months and she has passed the first couple of hurdles and steps and continues to be tested. About November, the transplant hospital contacted me and wanted me to come in for my yearly visit. Nothing to worry about usually, and then just it's usually just a couple of tests. I passed all three tests that they wanted me to do, but they saw one small thing in one of the tests, and so they asked me to come back for one more more serious test. I had to pass that one, or I was going to be on the wait list again. For another six months. Well, I did pass that one as well. And then my transplant coordinator called me and said that, yes, I had passed. And that they were going to let the living donor team contact my potential donors. And that, so that they could continue getting tested. That shocked me because I only knew about one. And I still don't know who the other person is. So right now, that is where I stand. I am in dialysis three times a week. The only difference is I now work. I just got a job. So I'm balancing dialysis, work, and my private life. So what have we learned from all of this? It's up to you to take responsibility for your own advocacy for your kidney disease. Don't let it control you. Find ways to make your life better. I'm going to help you with potential tools to make that life better for you. Go to the Renal Connection Facebook page. Take part and tell me your story at the Renal Connection Community Facebook page group. And please leave me a voice message at anchor.fm slash Connection. I want to hear from you so I can answer your questions. If I don't know offhand the answer, I'll find out for you and let you know. These podcasts will come out every second Monday of every month. And there may also be special bonus episodes with exciting news and information. Let's continue to get this taken care of and be kidney warriors. This has been NPR, not public radio, a production of My Left Foot in association with Anchor Podcasts.